And welcome back to another installation of This Is Africa. My name's Adama. Hi, guys. My name is Tamba. Welcome back. My name is Amiri. Hi, everyone. My name is Lloyd. And today, guys, we'll be talking about foreign aid and asking how it has affected Africa. Figuring out what is foreign aid and how it works. Uh, hopefully through that we'll move into the discussion and figure out who gives and receives the most figuring out how countries even designate who gets foreign aid in the first place how it's supposed to work because from the outside looking in it may seem like countries are saving the world but it's a bit more complex than that but today we shall discuss um, I guess to start we just want to well, I wanted to just kind of list out the types of foreign aid just so that the audience and like and even us that we can know clearly what they are um, so there's six listed types of foreign aid there's um bilateral aid which is assistance given by a government directly to another government multilateral aid which is assistance provided by many governments basically they form like a pool of funds and then they distribute that um those funds accordingly those the things that we know as a world bank imf all those different things um then there is tied aid which is one of the types of foreign aid that must be spent specifically in the country that's providing the support or in the countries that are specified to that you can, you know, use, use the um, funds over there. Um, there's project aid, which is where funds are directly given to finance a specific thing in your country. There's, those are basically like things like schools, hospitals, stuff like that. There's military aid. And they have this listed basically saying that this was never charitable. So basically it's like an exchange of things. And one example that they had listed was that, um, the United States had given um, about $15 billion of foreign aid in 2011, but they required that nations who were receiving the aid had to buy arms or other defense contracts um, to basically swap that out. And then lastly, there's voluntary aid, which is, I guess, the one that people would love the most, the one that's free, voluntary, just just charity. Charity in however way it comes. And yeah, um, so I guess from there, now that we know the type of aids that exist, we can discuss... What in the world is the point of these aids in the first place, anyway? I mean, aid in Africa, to start, it's supposed to, you know, alleviate hunger, you know, end poverty, you know, foster econo economic development, you know, democratic governance, and so on. But, you know, a lot of stuff we see in Africa is that aid really, I guess, is a tool to that kind of pushes forward corruption, you know? If you give aid to countries, and I know we're going to get into this a little more detail once we get into our, our arguments, but if a government ha has weak institutions, weak policies, research has shown that aid is actually not effective, you know? I'm of the mind that the same mind lords in Lord's country, what Nana Akufo is doing, which is the president of Ghana today, I believe in... Africa beyond aid. I believe we can't rely on aid to build our government. And I would love to hear what you guys have, have to say before um, I get into my arguments about this. Um, well, I like that spiel about Africa and aid, but I might have to side with that aid is positive for the Caribbean and Latin America because it do helps with a lot of relief crises, um, natural disasters, hurricanes, um, 
building up infrastructures to protect, especially um the Caribbean is a group of small islands that's located in the center of an ocean. So you could just imagine how much like problems that come with that in terms of like natural disasters, hurricanes, like I said before, um, influx of people migrating. So the aid actually helps a lot of the small islands and a lot of Latin American countries. So we might have a little bit of opposing views pertaining to like a lot of the African countries with that. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I think, personally, for me, it depends on what type of aid is being given. So, if it's things like humanitarian aid, as um, Amir was talking about, then, yeah, I'm definitely for it. But if it's for aid where it's trying to do certain things, as Tampa said, um, like reduce poverty and, you know, invest, like, basically trying to turn the country into a prosperous nation through foreign aid, that doesn't work, in my opinion. So, I definitely agree with Tombo on that. The only type of aid that I believe that it's necessary, well, not saying necessary, but it's helpful, is humanitarian aid. In the event of a natural disaster, of course, yeah, we <coughs> need all the help that we can get because it's an act of God-like thing that is outside of our control that, you know, no human being has control over. So, yeah. Um, I mean, I guess, all right, <laughs> we can get more specifically, I guess, to the arguments, uh, especially with you bringing up specifically that you think humanitarian aid is the, the best aid. Um. I think that's a, it's a bit tough to say just because humanitarian aid is just, it's just charity. Like it's not going to anything specific. So money's just being given to somebody to distribute. And I think that that can be a little bit more complicated, but we, we can, we can hop into that like in a little, in a second. Um, but I guess before we do that, we can like kind of just look over some stats and stuff like that about what's going on in the world as far as aid and how it's being given out. Cause our topic kind of came from um, us asking the question, like, how is Africa being treated, I guess, in the world, and how are they being taken care of with everything that we feel as though that they do for um, the rest of the world and stuff. So, Well, also, before you get into the stats, it's kind of like it's shown that foreign aid is what Africa needs to get better. Foreign aid is the answer to all our solutions. And I personally believe that's not it. And most of these foreign aid that is being given, although it may seem that it's coming from a generous place, there's a lot of um, underlying, like, contracts or agreements that are being signed before the aid even touches the country. So that's what I want to kind of highlight today, that it's kind of like a like a backhanded compliment for what's going on. So if you want to share some of the stats, stats so we can actually get into that, that'll be... Backhanded compliment. Amazing. <laughs> Um, all right, so we'll just to like keep us like uh, this is a small this is a small group right here because there's definitely tons of obviously countries are giving aid in every different ways people are trading um, finances and supporting each other differently but the to list out the top ten aid distributors in the world um, the United States Germany the United Kingdom um, European Union the Japan I said the Japan <laughs> Japan um, France. Italy, Sweden, Netherlands, and Canada are the top 10 aid distributors. Um, I guess we can just, like, kind of look at everything, like, per um, per category that I read. And, I mean, real quick, we don't have to spend too much time on it because I'm sure it's not that much. But uh, is any of that surprising to you guys? Nah, not at all. It, it makes top sense. Ten I mean, the top they're, 10, they're the top really? world powers in the world, too. Okay. Wait, was China on the list? On um, the top 10? China is not in the top 10. Oh, that, that uh, That's surprising. Because China doesn't believe in... Aid. They believe in investments. 
Okay. Right, <laughs> so, okay. We can definitely touch into that I in guess a second. That makes too. sense. All right, go ahead. Um, and now I'm going to touch into the top eight receivers, people who are receiving the most. Um, and this one I'll just read because it's the top 15 of them India, number one, Turkey, number two, Afghanistan, number three, Syria, number four, Ethiopia, five, Bangladesh, six, seven, Morocco, eight, Vietnam, nine, Iraq, ten, Indonesia, eleven, South Sudan, twelve, Jordan, thirteen, Tanzania. 14, Nigeria. 15, Kenya. Those are our top team, top 15 aid receivers. And just to be clear, it's out of the top 10 donors that I read, only three of them belong to the top 15 aid receivers. That's Japan, the United States, and the Germany. I lied one more. European Union institutions. So those are the only four that's donated to the top 15 countries. Those are the top 15 receivers. Is that an okay list? Any of that surprising? I mean, when I saw it, I, I guess I'm fine. I asked the question, but I'll jump on it quickly. Because when I saw it, it was like, I felt like more African countries deserve to be up here. No. No, but it's it's not that they deserve to be. It's marketed like they're getting the most. That That's what we see. It Yeah, the way they market it makes it seem like more African countries are getting the most money. But if you really look at it, like, for example, from the data you just showed, the United States only, well, no, I'm not going to say only. The United States, uh, the money they spent on foreign aid is about um, less than 1%, like 0.18%, right, of their federal budget into foreign aid. And out of that, only 20% of that, not only, but 20% of that goes to African countries. So as we can see, there's kind of like some disparities and definitely less to the Caribbean countries, although they are getting a lot of aid, humanitarian aid. For example, like you said, Amir, when um, there is a time of crisis in terms of like natural disasters, they're really helpful. And I think foreign aid in that sense is a good thing. And maybe it may even impact the Caribbean in a positive way. But what we're seeing in Africa is that it, for us, in our African countries, it kind of creates like a um, aid dependency and it kind of even hinders the growth Right, because when you have weak institutions, like I was saying, the money gets when the money gets into the wrong hands, it kind of just gets, you know, um, split up to the political elites, right? And for that reason, I want to say we have to blame our go- our governments, because they're the ones that are receiving the money and they're just splitting it between themselves instead of going to the right people. Now, if we're smart enough or we're able to figure that out, I bet you there's. Harvard-educated people that are in these IMF, um, World Bank places, or even in the U.S., that can see that as well. But they're still continuing to give this money. We have to ask ourselves, why? Why are they continuing to give this money? One is, maybe Lord and I might disagree on this, but one is that (laughs) our governments need this. This is, like I said, our dependency. We need this. We rely on this aid in order to give to services to our um, population. You know, we rely on foreign aid to provide, I guess, like I said, services to our people. If somebody is in an election year and they need money, you have to take that aid. I'm all for Africa beyond aid, but some it, it almost seems like we need the aid. Politicians need this in order to stay in power. So what, what do you guys have to say about that? Hmm. A lot. I just wonder, because for me, I'm gonna just hit y'all go before I even come in. Just like, <laughs> come in now. 
because for me, I wonder, like, how is, like, because where is the aid going? Like, you know what I mean? Because, like, I feel like we, we talk a lot about stuff that's going on. And it's like, what exactly are these things being used for? And to your point, yeah, definitely, like, focusing on our government. <sighs> it's, it, and we can see it's not going to the right places. It's, it's not going to the right places at all. At all. And, and these are just facts. Like, the money comes in, it never makes it. For example, during the COVID time, COVID relief funds, all that stuff. Look at how our countries are handling COVID today. You know, the money has never reached the people. We're not testing enough. They're sending millions of dollars for testing kits, and the money's not getting there. And this is health aid. This is something that we actually need, and the money's not getting there. Now, again, like I said, we have to blame ourselves for that and our government for not being competent enough to be able to do these things. But even if we want to do, you know, an Africa or an Africa without aid, for example, how will we do that if there's so much to unfold? You know, something that I'm, I'm about to say that may feel uncomfortable to some people, but I think it's the truth. There are thousands, the, the top 100 corporations in Africa are all foreign corporations. And these corporations are making billions of dollars. After I can list a few of them, I have a list here. I can list a few of them. They're making billions of dollars on African soil. And that money is not being spent on Africans or not being used by Africans. But instead, they're giving, oh, their countries are giving aid. Is that the answer to all of our problems? Now, if you take that aid away and we're still not able to reach these resources, regardless of whose fault it is, how are we supposed to survive? How is the politician supposed to stay in power? You know, that's the question. And that is an important question to ask. It's not how a politician is supposed to stay in power. We don't need that money. We really don't need the foreign aid. Like we can literally depend on ourselves in order for us to make the money or in order for our economy to thrive in order for our people to have a better standard of living, education, infrastructure technology we can do it ourselves we don't need no charity like that's the thing that i'm saying about this whole thing in terms of like if a uh if a political person is in power is going for re-election and you know they need the money from these foreign powers to stay in power then don't be in power we don't need you seriously we don't need you like let me ask you this question have you ever seen anybody rich from being from charity yeah. Yes. From charity? What do you mean? People get of GoFundMe course. rich? People get rich off GoFundMe? <laughs> nah, 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 nah. Like, literally having a huge amount of wealth from just charity. Nah. Like, they literally begging, like, please give me money, and I get super rich off that. Actually, not even any country, uh, any person, any country. Well, I don't, I don't get the point. Just okay. elaborate. Yeah, yeah. The point, the point in which I'm saying Same is that in order for an eco- uh, for a con- for a country to thrive, either economically or socially, you literally have to invest in yourself without needing the charity, aka foreign aid of other countries. We don't need them. Okay. We don't need their money. Sure. Yeah. So even if you're poli- if even if you're in political power, or things have been structured in a way for you. To, to, to rely on that, that that means that you're not the person to lead that country. You're really not. But how many yeah. how many politicians, how many presidents are we going to go through for that to change? 
You know, I, I understand. I, your heart is in the right place. There's never been a president for Africa. Then. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm saying no. Your there has been. No, hold on. Your your heart is in the right place, and I happen to agree with you. In order for Africa to develop, we need to do it ourselves. But we also have we we have a past. Everyone has worked with someone. No, but listen, we have a past, don't we? We have contracts that we assign, that we have signed in the past. We have corporations that keep, again, strong adjective, sucking the life out of Africa, right? <laughs> the foreign aid is sometimes what we rely on. No, because we finish. allow it Let to me happen. finish. Let me finish, please. The foreign aid is sometimes what we rely on. Some of these countries. I'm against foreign aid myself. I think I'm with the idea of what Tomas Sankara used to say. Where he had a famous quote as, he who feeds you controls you. And that's what's going on in Africa. I agree with you. I want to I be idealistic as well. It's not and, idealistic. And it's, it can happen. It do, it's actually when, is happening. When? So why is it not happening? It starts now. It starts now. Many drops of water, um, how do you call it, leads to an ocean. It starts now. Look, like I said, this philosophy, like you it's sound not, like those politicians. Like no, that, no, what, no, 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 no. That's what's annoying me today. No, this is not no type of politician. It's literally investing in your youth. Bro, do you know how much money Africa is potentially, not even sitting on if they decide to invest in their youth, that all that free aid and charity and foreign direct investment and you just only privatizing the gains and socializing the losses is really detrimental to our future. Yeah. So um, look, let me, uh, can I ask something? Honestly, again, in terms of foreign aid, I don't like it. I actually like foreign direct investment in terms of. It's not the topic today. Yeah, no, no, no. But that's what that's what that's what I'm because we're not seeing people with partnering this. up with African businesses and like growing the businesses, bro. We're seeing people coming and and like taking property and building their own businesses. What do you mean? In place of Af- like when we talk about foreign direct investment, we're not seeing people come into these communities and like mm-hmm. partnering up with these small local shops and stuff like that. That's not happening. Mm-hmm. People are coming in from different places and establishing their company or their enterprise in these areas and taking that wealth and bringing it with them back home. Yeah, but if we decide to actually, like, invest in our own youth to make sure that whatever they do in here, we give them the opportunities and the proper channels, we don't need their charity. But do you know how long it would take to catch up without... it has to happen. Hold on, hold on, okay. It has to happen, for example. So then what would you tell all the people? Do you know how dope it would be for us to invest in our youth in terms of just... uh, but we like, can do that with in terms of the, just using globalization to our own tools. So, for example, let's say if you teach somebody in I don't know in Ivory Coast how to clean data, right, and then be able to give them the platform from them to outsource their skills and their technical skills to a big corporation like let's how say, do you micro, fund that, bro? Micro, bro, we have the opportunity to fund that for Listen. all the kids no, no, no. as a it mass starts. Listen. It starts, it starts. So then what do you tell the kids you leave out when you start? It starts one t- one thing at a time. It okay. gradually happens in terms of. But what about the kids who need it now? Because you're talking about people who are in a position that want it now. And then you're telling them they have to wait even longer no, to get it now. It's not even waiting longer. If yes, I, it is. To remove the backbone that's been supporting this it, this entire continent, basically. If the, no, then. One if, of the. Core uh, backbones has been financial and foreign aid. Nah, if the backbone of a country's economy or an African country's economy is literally foreign aid, then that country is in more trouble 
But they were in trouble, which is why they needed it because of the way that other institutions had left them. No, hold on. Let, let's just let's put it into perspective, okay? You, what did they just let, let's put end into, up wake up broke? Because I feel like we're talking about this and we kind of got an attention. So let's put it in a pr- uh, perspective for the people. What you're saying, the way I say it's idealistic, it's not. Can give me a second? Let me tell you. The reason I tell you it's idealistic is what Adama is saying. Some people need this right now. The money is needed right now. When a politician or a president comes into power, they see their people what? Starving, mm-hmm. right? They see their people, the lack of education, mm-hmm. right? They see a bunch of things happening. Mm-hmm. There, there are a couple of things you can do. You can take a loan, mm-hmm. put your country in debt, mm-hmm. right? And put those um, those restrictions on you because the lo- loans you got to pay back. Mm-hmm. If you take foreign aid, the foreign aid is not is not coming in crazy amounts of money. For example, if we take an example on the U.S., $6 billion has been given to the African uh, continent, and 57% of that is spent on military. So in terms of, if you want to say, developmental stuff, right, a country like Ethiopia, the U.S., all, most of their, um, the U.S. aid that goes to Ethiopia is towards development. Mm-hmm. Ethiopia needs that money at this moment. I'm not saying simultaneously they're not doing, you know, the changes that need to happen in order to get to the point you're talking about, mm-hmm. right? But that aid is still helping. Aid aid is bad when a, yeah. a government becomes dependent on it, aid dependency. And for most African countries, what we need to understand right now, today, that is what's going on. In your country of Ghana, for example, Nana Kufo wanted to change that. And that's why he's going Ghana beyond aid. It st- steps steps need to be taken to get to that level. And the, yeah. As those steps are being taken, right? Some countries don't have the luxury for that. Some countries are are waiting for like political strife is like at like let's say you're filling up a water bottle, uh-huh. it's almost at the top of the water bottle. The aid is what makes it so some of these countries the water doesn't spill over because uh-huh. they need that they need that aid right now so they can see that the president is doing something. So my question to you is right now, to those countries, uh-huh. such, what as, do you such say? as mine of Mali, <laughs> such <laughs> as Senegal, such as a lot of countries in West Africa, such as DRC, uh-huh. right, who's sitting. I didn't even get to the corporations yet. I'm, I'm going to get into that later. Uh-huh. But to those countries, what do you say? What, what, what do you want their leaders to do while their people are knocking, getting ready for the revolution because the government are incompetent, right? So if the, if the foreign aid doesn't come, First, we have to look at the first thing, which is a theme here, corruption in Africa. Once it comes, the money, the foreign aid money doesn't even go to the right people. That is a, a fact, right? Uh-huh. Now, if that money never comes and our leaders are being incompetent, right? If they're incompetent in handling foreign aid in the first place, how do you want them to change the whole structure of what things been going on for years? Our leaders, I'm not going to say our lazy because they do have a, t- a tough job right but they have a hard time making this switch right do you agree with me that you can't make a hard shock to a population like that because when when it happened in the past from our founding fathers you see what has happened to them um so to add to your point i forget the fact that the whole point of the aid is to help with sectors that are lacking resources and help and lacking strength within the economy you feel me so the whole point of the aid is to help Build and 
help within a certain part of the economy or the country that the country is lacking lacking in. So therefore, if they're lacking in infrastructure or um feeding the the uh, poor, like the aid is going to specifically for that. You feel me? So when they're in a the time of need, right? When they're in a the time of need. Therefore, it's like it shouldn't be used as a main source of income, but however, it is a necessity to help with the other sectors of your country. I feel like there there needs to be a key decision, and this is one thing like about keeping it real in the moment. Because to your point, yeah, you shouldn't need it. You should not use it as aid dependency is a thing. You know what I mean? We talk about that just as much as like any other addiction in the world or whatever it might be. You know, it's a bad thing. We get it. But some people are aid dependent. It's real. Countries, yeah. And it's called, the key word, dependent, meaning I need. So there's there's no like, like a hard transition like that. Like, this is why I ask you, what do you tell people? Because when I read you a stat of like, when I, this is why I say, one thing I was going to say was, what would you tell the 72.3% of people living in Zimbabwe that are below the poverty line? Mm-hmm. What, what, what are you saying as far as, oh, now nah, we'll cut foreign aid that's coming right now and then we'll, you know, we'll figure it out ourselves. You see, this is where the importance of leadership come into play over here. Personally for me, because for those people who are living below the poverty line and do not have any means to, 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 to provide for their family or to have any sort of substantive um, socioeconomic mobility, that's where leadership come into play. Because at the end of the day, all these strifes that are going on is because of what? As you said before, the corruption, uh, government privatizing all the gains from any sort of foreign aid that's coming into place. If the right A leader is... A non-concrete foundation if the, left to us as well. If the right leader is in place, they would literally recognize that like, okay, my and this has happened before. My country's going through a specific uh, turmoil in my country. Okay, cool. I'll look at, all right, what is something that could actually like bring in money into our into my country in terms of our natural resources okay how can we monetize our, our natural resources where can we see an avenue where we can create not only jobs but wealth creation for 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 my country all right let's put up a lot of energy and in our and in our, you also our, need resources and money and in our brain power in today we have the resources we have the natural resources we oh. have to it. compete with the rest of the world we're not competing with the rest of the world yet Forget the rest of the world. Look, we look, focusing on us. Look, look, let's, let's be real. Wait, let's let me real. finish. No, 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 no. Let me Bro, be real. You, you I, I, need, I need to step in here before you, you keep going, right? It's Who not. controls our natural resources? Just give me that answer, please. And give me a specific country so it's not too broad. Give me a specific country that you're referring to and tell me who controls their natural resources. To make the conversation simple. Who controls the natural resources? And, and give me a specific country that mm-hmm. can do this mm-hmm. and tell me and the people that are listening the country. When Ghana, Ivory Coast, and I'm forgetting one one other country that decided to create a cocoa cartel to tell all, um, how do you call it, the chocolate-making firms and chocolate-making uh, countries like Switzerland that we're not going to... Um, we're not going to be selling you our natural resources for cheap where you can mark up the price and use, and use our natural resources to create your chocolate and make billions and billions of dollars while you're getting you know, our natural resources that you're depending on for pennies on the dollar. Okay. Like we're going to take control of that. We're going to create our own cocoa cartel, and we're going to sell it on market price. Whether you like it or not, go look for it somewhere else. When did that happen? Like, what, two, three years ago? 
You mean two months ago? No. The the president just had a speech two months ago in Switzerland about it. I just want to say it. Yeah, about about what's going on. But in terms of the cartel actually happening, that was two three two three years ago. When was when did when did they stop? Okay, just to just so the people for the people to know, um, the president spoke about this two months ago at a Swiss Swiss uh, Switzerland summit. Yeah, and he made it official that they're gonna stop importing, and that this is when it became official because the cartel thing is kind of behind the scenes. Who knows what's really going on there? So you just you just name one industry where Ghana is doing it, right? Ghana we're, and Ivory Coast. Uh, Ivory Coast. I'm literally blanking on the last country. But that, that's fine. Country. You don't need to. What, so what about the the gold industry? So how, how, that's what I'm saying. But it starts there, though. It starts there. Look, something has to spark another action where it's like, okay, I see they were able to do it with cocoa. All right, let's do it with another um, cash crop or another cash industry that. The rest of the world is dependent on us to supply them at a very, very cheap price while we're not actually getting our real dollar value, our real monetary value for the resources that we have. Okay, cool. Now let's do the same. Let's follow the same blueprint as the cocoa industry and let's apply it to, 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 other, to other industries. And let's make some modifications based on the type of industry that we're in. And but, by the time you know, we will have literally the, the lock... On our resources. Look, I don't, I don't want to, I want to cut you off, but like, let's just keep it, let's just keep it a hundred. <laughs> and I want to generalize, but Africa have money management problems. Okay, some some of our governments do. I'm not going to disagree right, with that. Some of the governments. And what Lord is saying is is a great step, and I will I will never lack that. That's a Nana Kufa. I actually commend him for doing something of that magnitude, right? But in the in the in the past, we've seen kind of how these things go with with our leaders, leaders that try to take too much shock and create something like this. I can I can name me a few that that they've done this in the past, and what has happened. We have Patrice Lumumba, who who tried something like this. We got Se- Sekou Toure, who tried something like this. We have Kwame Nkrumah, who got ousted out of power. We we have we have presidents that try to do this. Over and over and over in Africa. And in the case of Ghana, right, this is possible because Ghana is fairly stable, right? Mm-hmm. There's, there's an absence of violence in Ghana. The government, their leadership is actually doing well for the most part. Although, you know, in Africa, it's never the best, but Ghana is doing well. But I'm, t- I'm asking you, for a country such as... That's why I say it's leadership. No, leadership can't. We cannot leave. It's the, very, very important. We cannot leave the faith of. I think institutions matter more than just the leadership. No, no, no. Leadership that basically expands into the institution. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Of course, right? So let's say a country who has. One in a million. Yeah, yeah. Let's just say a country. It's not who, one in a million. We can't, we can't, we, 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 how many of those leaders? We can't can leave count, it to bro. one man. It, it, no, not one man, but for, one man that establishes. But if you're giving an example that like that. into that. Where We're you talking inspire, about a continent. Where you inspire people to actually, like, okay, there's one man right here literally sees the value in us while the whole world doesn't. Inspiration and Let's action is two different no. things. But that's ha- a good, th- it's, it's like hap- I said, that's a that's a good Cinderella story. It, it, no, I love it. it. Has, it has I, I, I wish before. it could be like that. Like Pan Africanism literally starts from individuals that trickled and expand into something that we have the opportunity to actually um um reap from. In terms of when Kwame Nkrumah came Hold into on, power, man. right, right, 
basically with with him and the big six helping um, bring Ghana into independence and creating all these infrastructure where the Akusabu Dam was built literally in in the 1950s, no, in the late 1960s, bro. And it is literally providing electricity to Ghana today and to other countries. It has happened before. This is not something idealistic. This is actually truly happening. This is really, really happening. I, I, I disagree. The only reason I disagree about something like this happening is because we've seen what's been going on in some of these countries. You know, when, when Kwame Nkrumah lived, we saw what happened to Ghana. J.J. Rowling's had to happen, which is an ex-president of Ghana. Mm-hmm. who had to change the whole structure of Ghana and kind of put it back on the right track. You know, the, yeah. in some, in some guess, of these countries, guess, but, this but, is not happening. But guess what? The infrastructure that Kwame Nkrumah left behind is still benefiting the Ghanaian people to this day. Am I right? But I'm not... Dis- I'm not Exactly. I'm, I'm not here disagreeing with you that Kwame Nkrumah didn't do great things. I know he did great things, right? I'm talking. That's, what, what, that's what the point I, about the leadership. W- you gotta let me no, talk, on. bro. If I'm talking, like, you can't just cut ahead. me off. I feel like we're diverging <laughs> away from the original question and looking into individual aspects of yeah. indivi- looking no, at individual the, the, individuality of each country and how they perceive foreign aid. Original question is. Is it positive or negative? Well, that's what that, but that's what we get in that. It Lord is uh, talking about how we don't need foreign aid, right? And I want ultimately, I, ultimately, I want I want to mm-hmm. agree with them. I, I think personally, too, I think foreign aid has more negative effect than positive, and that's why later on we have it as one of our segments to get into how we can help ourselves to ultimately do better. But what I'm saying is everybody needs to be in the same page on the African continent or at least in interregionally, for example, the ECOWAS region, the East African region, in order for us, you know, to get to that level. But what Lord is saying, which I think is kind of a stretch and is a bit of idealism, is that these moves are being made and it's going to take a while for stuff like this to happen. And some countries need some of these aids right now. Peop- like, people are dying. Here's the thing. Wait, hold on. Real quick, real quick, real quick. <laughs> Actually, go ahead. Finish your point. Anything that has any lasting impact does not happen overnight. But this is philosophy again. That's what I'm but talking about. But it's true. <laughs> but it's true. No, Even I mean, though it's that, philosophy, that's, that's point. it's really this true. So anything point. that has lasting impact does literally does not happen overnight. Okay, so for well. anything in terms of like now, 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 if you want real change to happen, real change doesn't happen now. Tell that to the people that need but it. But action that, that has need to it. start now. Tell that to the people that need it. That, that's all I'm saying. Right now, people are starving. People need this stuff. In, this is this happening the, in real life. But the action is what help people Lord, get the, the, the stuff action, that they need. The action, right? It could be done simultaneously, and it's gonna be done over time. Action. I am not disagreeing with that. I'm not disagreeing. Action is gonna lead to it. But some of the aid coming in is a survival of some of these leaders that are in power, and that is just a reality today. Well, forget them leaders. Wait, if you're a whole leader, <laughs> first of all, you can't start breaking yeah, yeah, apart yeah, the, I'm, I'm having, yeah. the structure of how the government. Everybody's connected, bro. We all we have to work together, which is why for me it's like it's like one sided looking. It's like okay, this side has to do this, and then it's like no, but everybody has to do something. We all touch each other. So it's not just one person's fault. It's not just this person's fault. No, it's everybody's fault. It's everybody that has to do something together to make it work. Because even with the government, like, it's not just the government's fault. Even the people. We talked about it last time. Have to be more educated. We all have to do more for ourselves. Want better for ourselves and demand the change. Because nothing happens simply overnight. It's not just when the money comes in, what they do with it, and then, like, how they handle it. Like, yeah, that's them, too. They, we do a bad job. But 
we also do a bad job of holding them accountable. You know what I mean? Like, and in some cases, you can argue that, oh, yeah, people are out there. They're protesting. They're doing all these different things. But even then, we allow for other people to come in and get away with the same things, scream at them, let them go, and then return the process again. And, not only and that, it's this kind of endless sometimes, cycle. Sometimes for us, it's easy for us to say from a point of privilege. And that's just facts. Sometimes it's easy for us to say from our living rooms in New York City, from a nice place that, oh, the change doesn't happen over time. Tell the people that are in villages that can't even get something to eat, you know, in a day while we have three meals a day. Come on, man. It, it, it just saddens me when we say stuff I like mean, this. It's, bro, it, you say the color, it, yeah, yeah, come on, man. We can't just do that. And that's where I stand. Some, and that's why when the aid comes in a country, I think the biggest problem with aid is the money getting to the right places. These people actually okay. need this money. That, that's, a, that's a cool point right there. And to segue into like a different type of question as far as surrounding that, we can come back to this in, in a way, I guess, if we touch it again. Um, but I'm going to read this thing for you guys, and you guys can hear this out, because we, we've been talking about money coming in and what governments are doing with that money and like how they're handling it and holding them accountable for it and whether what they're supposed to do and what they're not supposed to do. But um, So listen to this real quick. Um, this is a portion of an article that says, Many African countries have engaged in South-South cooperation with major powers like China and India in building large infrastructure projects. And China highlights its, its impressive achievements in lifting over half a billion people out of poverty in Africa. And I guess I want to just kind of ask, so is it, I guess we can kind of say that governments that are donating can do a little bit more with the money too. China ain't donating. They're getting their money back plus yeah, interest. China. Yeah, but to the point, they're, they've impacted half a billion people. Yeah, but of they're course getting some, their yeah, money back. That's cool, but that's a side point. Both sides have to win. I'm saying both sides have to win. Like, yeah, I understand that, but that's not the whole thing. What I'm trying to say is they've lifted half a billion people out of poverty. And tons of other countries that are donating to these countries, for example, when we talked about um, the United States and the top 10 countries that they donated to, over 50% of the donations that went to them were military-related. Nothing to do with investing in a particular sector or impacting anything that helps the people directly. As far as food, shelter, their financial position, poverty line, under however it might be. There's over 15 countries in the top 20 that are African under the, that have above 50% of people below the poverty line. And what this has told us is that China has come in with India, alongside India, working with several African countries and has been able to help lift half a billion people out of poverty. And we know China is very meticulous with how, they're, how they work and what they put their money in because, like you said, they've gotten money back. They've won too as well. So I guess what I'm trying to say is that it's not just, like I said, the government that's there. It's everybody who has their hands on this. Even the foreign governments that are, in, that are investing in directing, sending aid our way need to be held accountable. Where are they sending it to and how they're doing it? When we started, you had brought up that humanitarian aid might be the only aid that you kind of accept. You thought that would be a good one. But I, thought, I said that was a bit vague. That was a bit... Because I mean, it's not I, going to anything specifically. You know what I mean? You know, I think to your point, Adama, what you're trying to highlight just to give the people a better understanding is that some countries don't have the luxury to just tough it out. Some people in certain countries in Africa need things from their government right now. And for you to say something such as the comment, China alleviated half a billion people in Africa, those people needed it. Okay? we it For Africa to get greater, to Lord's point, there's, it's going to take sacrifice. 
but it can't be a shock to the population. Our population will never accept that to that level. And that's why also it differs from country to country. But yeah. for something like, of course, China, it's kind of, it's a complicated one. Because if you're a leader in power and your country, half a billion people in Africa needs this type of money in order to survive, what do you do? Do you deprive those people of that? No. Or, or do you just say, oh, tough it out? How long? You but to your point, I'm not, saying, I'm not saying tough it out. No, but to your point, which is why I would ask you: Would you think it's more so a combination of sorts? Because when you brought up the, the the cocoa, the cocoa point with Switzerland and the countries that you brought up, would you say that it's not like they oh canceled all other bridges with them? They're like, no, this is it. All right, we're gonna focus on like you know this cocoa relationship, and when they still worked alongside each other with several other things, it's just this is the stance they took on this specific thing. Because they realized that they had the leverage now, that they could do specific things because of where they were positioned and how could things work. Which is why I said it's more vague and like, it's not as easy to say one, two, three, because it's like, what position were they in to start making demands like that in the first place? Mm-hmm. What pos- Did you know that you had the support of your people? Did you know that losing the income that came from Coco in this way, ah, ah, for this period of time <laughs> would not hinder you guys in the long run? You know what I mean? Those are calculations that a government makes. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like when, when I hear something like that, it's like, all right, which is why I ask you now, like, would you say it's more so of a, a combination of both? Because you can't, like, this is why I said to the shock point, you can't just cut it all off. Like, you, you can't just be like, oh, that's it. For everybody? Like, I, I don't think everybody can do that. Yeah, so um, I even feel like even as a developed country, aid is still beneficial because at the end of the day, it's like... this point, he agrees with that. Nah, those yeah, trying to disagree for me. Um, it's still it's like say, say for example a country like Brazil you could say Brazil is arguably a developed country however specific specific aids that the US gives to Brazil goes towards certain sectors within Brazil lower classes or lower class economies therefore they are able to help alleviate themselves using that aid from any type of struggles and I feel like a lot of African countries could kind of adopt that um, mentality too, and not just feel like they they get money or they get um some type of help, and not, it's not going towards the right uh, sectors of that country. You know, like it should be at least even if money is not being allocated in full towards those specific sectors, there's no reason why at least people should be starving. You know, even if you want to argue in theory that some presidents are stealing money or some elite allegedly allegedly are stealing money, at least your people should be fed or or housed or if there are any crises or um, natural disasters or anything, at least people are being taken care of. All right, so just a few things on what Adama and... um Amber said, in, ter- <laughs> in, 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 in terms of... Uh, Please make in, your points quick because we don't it, have... It, all right. Time. In terms of humanitarian aid, I said humanitarian aid is good under the, under the pretense of natural disasters, where it's literally out of your control, the situation that you're in. That I wholeheartedly support humanitarian aid because a storm came through, blow up everything. We need humanitarian aid. But going back to what Tamba said about... Um, speaking from a place of privilege for those countries who are in, in need of um, in need of, 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 cha- of rapid change, 
Honestly, start where you are with what you have. <laughs> and I don't care if you laugh if you laugh if you laugh with me about it. It's literally very very important. That's fine. Literally, start with, start where you are with what you have. If you're in a place, if you're in a in, in a situation where there's a lot of civil unrest that is that that is taking rampant in your in your country, that's where leadership and that's where leadership comes into play. As soon as there's strong leadership in that in that particular in that particular um, country, then we'll look at all right, what part of our uh, of our country can we monetize to increase our country's to increase our country's wealth and let's put put our energy into there. Then we expand and diversify, and then that's how we can be able to make sure that we are not dependent on foreign aid, because at the end of the day, as she said, the person who feeds you has control over you. Africa is literally sitting on a money bank, which is our young people. Invest in our young people, and we will not need no foreign aid. And which we are doing in Africa at this point, I guess... Somebody, Lord, like I said, you're not you. You're coming from a good-hearted place, and I'm not denying that. But for me, some things are just reality. And when I look, you look at the landscape in Africa right now, as you, you can even see, sometimes foreign aid, most of it, is is given for a specific reason. Like Adamo was saying, like they're giving it. The countries that are giving foreign aid to some of these African countries is to benefit themselves in the future. You know, they want you to have a good democracy, so you know. They give you money to strengthen your in- institution so you can maybe work out deals with U.S. corporations so they can benefit from in in the uh, long run. Because they, they're not just doing this just because they love your country. Let's, How many countries are successful yeah, doing let, it by themselves? Yeah, let's, let's be honest. Uh, hold on. One thing that I think, I think, you know, as this could be part of my closing remark, and this kind of goes along with uh, what Lord's saying. I think it's going to be gradual. I think um, improving regional integration and initi- initiatives will ultimately sustain our development. So I believe instead of looking, for example, for the people that don't know Africa that well, the ECOWAS uh, region, which is in West Africa, when it comes to aid, instead of looking to the West, which would be the easiest or taking out a loan, Let's look to our regional partners to see if they can help us, even though they're struggling as well. Because help coming within Africa, I think, may be better than getting it from a a foreign place where maybe they have ulterior motives. You know, like, for example, the African uh, Continental Free Trade Agreement that is being um, signed right now. I think that's a great initiative to stop certain some of those things. I think stuff like that, little by little, would help eventually as we're going but when they when sometimes governments their backs are against the wall and they need an answer right now which may not be the best answer but like i said when you have people starving people needing this and that education it goes the list goes on in africa this aid sometimes is what we need and although we are dependent of it is not good we need to kind of use the money to push through the hump use it for aid instead of it going the packets of uh, I guess politicians. Yeah, um, I kind of agree with that because um, if you look at, for example, if you like a scenario within the Caribbean that would happen within the past month with the um volcano that exploded within um Saint Vincent and the Grenadines, other neighboring Caribbean countries open up their doors to accept uh Saint Vincent 
Vincentes or Sinventions uh, yeah, into their countries <laughs> to help them, um, being that they had a crisis. So, and then not also not only that too, the U- U.S. also sent aid to that country to help that country revive itself and provide its people with resources. Therefore, I believe that like aid is very essential because a, a helping hand is like. It it was always be a, a good help, even though there are some type of, some type of return investment on it. At the end of the day, you still need the help. You can't do everything by yourself in this world. And honestly, we owe the aid for for the years of <laughs> things that happened to us and that keep going on from corporations. But I'm not gonna get into that too. <laughs> My closing remark is: for any country that's going through any turmoil, <laughs> no, I'm I'm being serious. Uh. Don't make long-term decisions on short-term situations. Make sure that in terms of any aid that you have, it works out in your favor in the long hand if you do decide to go with a foreign aid. But going back to my point, I'll say leadership. I'll say looking into the wealth aspect of your country and what it can be able to produce and diversify of that and building upon that and going to Tomba's point in terms of African countries actually trading with each other at a low tax rate or duty-free is the best way for us not to be foreign aid dependent on um, on Western countries or foreign powers. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just had to do it. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, Lord, I'll give you a... Good day. Good day. Oh, God. Um... Yeah, this, this is us closing out here, guys. Um, and, and yeah, yeah, I mean, it, TK brought up said something just like that got me kind of leaning a little bit more towards you towards the end. I don't even know. It was like last second couple words. Um, but <laughs> honestly, individually, I don't think the alone way, like, you know, chop it all off and like do it yourself thing, work with you guys, cool. Uh, I don't think that everybody can do that or like, the majority, I don't think the majority could do that and everything could be good. But if African countries are working together and as a continent, they're supporting each other, what you have, I have, then we have, then I think that, yeah, if we chopped off all the extra stuff, all the extra foreign help and stuff like that, then, yeah, we can definitely get to where we need to be. Yeah, um, I mean, Africa without foreign aid is what we want to see. I'm yeah, facts, I'm but it's got to be Africa. Do. It can't be Mali, Egypt, Morocco, Ethiopia, Niger, yeah, South we, Africa. We need it's got to be us. Africa at the same time. We, we can do it. It's going to take time, but we don't can know do what it. to say. But um, but yeah, guys. Again, thanks for tuning in to another episode of This Is Africa. You know, this one was uh, was was fun. I enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, definitely catch us at on Instagram at t dot i dot a um, underscore pod and on t- on Twitter t i a underscore pod. Um, Facebook. Yeah. On Facebook, this is Africa. Look us up. And, yeah, guys, we definitely appreciate you. Um, Any of my guys want some last-second pieces? Peace.